Welcome to the Adventure Unfolding Podcast, where we navigate adult ADHD together. I'm Nate. And I'm Jess. I have ADHD. And I don't. And we wanted to share our story with you. Grab a cup of coffee. And your favorite fidget spinner. And come along with us as we unpack our latest adventure. Hey everybody, welcome to our second episode. Second one. This one is titled, The One with Nate's Journey to Diagnosis. So the first episode had a lot more of our story and how we got to where we are. So if you missed that one, jump back, because this one we're gonna dive into a lot more of the actual practical steps of how Nate got his ADHD diagnosis. We really wanted to make this specific episode to shed light on how you or someone you love can seek out the help they may need if they're questioning ADHD for themselves or for someone else. The process of figuring out something with a mental health diagnosis is terrifying. I mean, the vast majority of even titles of people that you could possibly talk to or work with is even overwhelming. There's counselors, therapists, case managers, psychiatrists, psychologists, your primary care doctor, and all of them are credited with amazing qualities that can help you in a variety of ways. And we would also add a pastor, a spiritual Mm -hmm. counselor, for those of you who have faith in God. And there's so many different ways that you can jump into this. And I think for this episode, we just want to iron out what Nate did, Mm -hmm. what we did, what we walked out physically so that we can say, here are some practical steps that you can take if you want to do this. Again, we will say, like we did in the first one, we are not professionals in this. Please consult a professional. So, Nate. Yes. Take us back to the first moment that you felt like, I'm done with where I'm at. I need help. I want someone else to weigh in and help me out and evaluate me for ADHD. Take us back to that first Google search. Yeah, so I think... I think the the first thing I did was literally just Google who can diagnose this. Like, who do I go to? Because mm-hmm. like you just said, there's all these people and I don't know who to talk to. And um, I'm lucky enough to be in good health, so I'm not going to the primary care physician more than once or twice a year. And we hadn't really seen one <laughs> yeah, because really. we just moved back to Ohio. So wow. I just was Googling, like, how the heck do I do this? Like, who is the right person? Mm-hmm. And I got all these answers of the doctors that you just said. Um, so talking with you, we were decided, let's go to the primary care physician. And you also were ready for your well check. So it was oh, just yeah, it was really like a good physical, timing. <laughs> yeah. So that was really good timing. Um, so the first step was going to my primary care physician. This was also kind of funny because Mary Beth, Jess's mom, works at the doctor's office that our primary care physician is at. So I decided, okay, I'm gonna go to the doctor, call the doctor's office and say, I wanna see my doctor for a well visit and also talk about a potential ADHD diagnosis. And Mary Beth is the one who answers the phone <laughs> to schedule that doctor's appointment. Now we haven't so, told anybody anything. 
So I had to tell Mary Beth over the phone that, hey, I want to talk to the doctor about an ADHD diagnosis. And I've even told her that we were thinking about that. So that was just funny. And of course, my mom has amazing confidentiality oh my and loves you probably more than she loves me. <laughs> That's and not true, but she is the best. She was nothing but gracious and understanding and professional yeah. and it it was just a funny coincidence. It was super funny, and yeah, she was the best, made it way less awkward than I thought it was going to be, which is awesome. So um, yes. went to the doctor and had a conversation with him, and he you know, was just asking me very basic questions. Why do you think you have this diagnosis? Explain to me what you're experiencing. What symptoms do you, are you having that you think are ADHD symptoms? So laid out everything I talked about in episode one to him, and he was pretty much like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm, yep, you should for sure talk to a psychologist. And told me he was going to give me a list of psychologists that he recommends that I could go talk to, which was great. Um, I never actually got that list of people, which part of the one thing that I'm learning about having ADHD is it's following through on things can be very, very difficult. I have a lot of different ways to try and remember tasks or things that I need to do. Um, so when that like didn't happen, now I have to figure it out you on my own. I had to extra take steps. extra steps, which is not easy for me to do. Um, so I ended Maybe up just... with a little gentle nudging. Yeah, lots of little wife. gentle nudging. Mm-hmm. Um, then I just was trying to figure out who's a psychologist in network mm-hmm. that treats adult ADHD because I was concerned that someone who looks at kids is different than someone who looks at adults. And they are. And so I was trying to clarify that. So thankfully, I did find somebody in network that did virtual appointments, which was amazing. Um, So I was able to talk to this doctor via Zoom, which was super nice because I didn't have to drive anywhere. And I think her office is on the other side of Cleveland than from where we live. Mm -hmm. So... um, I got a hold of their office and scheduled an appointment. Very quickly. Very quickly, yeah. I think it was only like a week. Mm-hmm. And that first appointment, it was just a consultation where I got to meet the doctor and we just had conversation. And she asked me a ton of questions. And she was really great. Like she told me exactly what we're going to do. And I'm going to ask you a million questions. I'm going to talk to you about your childhood. I'm going to talk to you about high school, college asked me all these questions um, and after that conversation she said hey I think we should do a an actual like cognitive assessment mm-hmm. on on you to, to get some data to back up what we're thinking because she agreed with me after that initial consultation she was like if I had to choose now I would diagnose you with ADHD for sure but we need to have data to back up what mm-hmm. we're doing. And there was also a concern of mine that I had been feeling this way, but then s- seeing other people talk about it, that I was just getting confirmation bias and that I didn't have it and was just like, I'm going to have these symptoms and I'm just convincing myself that this is a thing. Like I'm making mm-hmm. it a bigger deal than I actually is. So that she, was a concern. She validated you very quickly though that your concerns were not crazy Mm -hmm. yeah and I made sure to ask her like 
if you were to give me a yes or no, like, where are we at? Mm-hmm. And she was like, I, I think it's a yes. And at that... And, and you wanted to go forward I, with the assessments. Yes, 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 yes. I definitely wanted to do it because I needed the data. Mm-hmm. And if we were going to get an official diagnosis, we had to do that. Mm-hmm. So the next step was there were two exams, if you will, that I took on the computer. And they were each about like an hour long. 40, one was like 45 minutes, oh, one babe, was an hour. I think hour. you spent way longer on way the one. Way longer than one? Okay, maybe. So I can't remember exactly what all these things were, but you can imagine that these are all, there were a bunch of very short tests mm-hmm. that had to do with memorization, that had to do with recognizing patterns, that had to do with um, consistency in answers. And the cool part about this was that I didn't know what they were looking for. Mm-hmm. So I could have, I was scared that I was going to, do well or mess up like on purpose because I wanted it to be ADHD. Right. Because there was a part of me that knew if I did have this, this was a a way out. And if I do all of this and it's not ADHD, then I don't know what to do. So I was very scared about that. But thankfully, the way that these tests were presented, you didn't know what they were testing for. And there's also no wrong answer. Like they're they're literally trying to process your brain by asking right. you these questions. And I didn't know that if I got the question right, if that meant I have an ADHD right. brain or not. Exactly. And if I got it wrong, I didn't know what that meant. So right. that was great. There were tests that I knew though that's like, they, so one test I remember was every, they showed you a bunch of letters and every time you see the letter R, I had to press a space button. And I had to do this for five minutes straight. You guys, concentrating on a task like that for more than 30 seconds is very hard. This was excruciatingly painful. And I, ha- I was just constantly, for it was only five minutes, but it felt like an hour of just trying to just, just keep going. Just keep going. Don't stop. Just keep getting through this exam. And what you I were, learned... You were an empty shell by the time you were done with these. And by exhausting. the way, she recommends, and I'm glad that she did talk you through this that you do not do them both at the same time Mm -hmm. and so you did space them out uh and do them on like two separate evenings but you were exhausted yeah i felt very drained i felt very just worn out and Mm -hmm. that was kind of the point right because Mm -hmm. what i found out with that one with that example specifically was they are not looking for necessarily the right answer but looking at your consistency of your answer over time and she was like, as this test went along, you got less and less accurate. I believe, I think that's what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was like, that's 100%. Mm-hmm. Like, it's exactly what, what happened. So there were a bunch of other tests. I remember an, a test where it was showing you shapes. Now, like, really quickly, right? Really quickly showing you shapes. And then the next one is showing you uh, words. But then the next one is showing you shapes again and then you have to tell the test which shapes you saw two tests ago which was like super hard and some of them were add easy that i don't even think i could do that well so uh, yeah and that's what i was wondering i was like can anyone do this well but what was explained <laughs> to me afterwards it wasn't they see where you make mistakes and how often you make mistakes mm-hmm. where you're right how often you're right and based on those results 
would give you what like a percentage right yeah so or it's a, a number like, rating i think it yeah was a it was number. like a number rating yeah. and it's like if you're within x and y mm -hmm. then that's a clinically significant result mm -hmm. and if you have this many clinically significant results yes we feel confident giving you a diagnosis yes well said so that's what happened and uh i remember meeting with her I wish I could have done the, like, I took the assessments and I wanted to talk to her, like, the next morning. Mm -hmm. um, but I had to wait, like, a week because that's the next availability. And well, she had to, had to she go had to through, go through the data, too. Yeah. Um, so then she walked me through all the different areas of this. And it was very clear that it was an ADHD combined diagnosis. Um, and... From there, I felt a lot of relief, like immediate relief, because I felt like now we have a path forward here, and now I can finally start to work on a lot of these issues that I've been experiencing. And she suggested from here, she asked me, what do I want to do? what kind of treatment do I want to move forward with before even telling you what my options are. Mm -hmm. um, and I told her I would like to do counseling and I want to talk about the benefits and negatives of medication. Mm -hmm. And she explained to me that she's absolutely able to do that. She doesn't prescribe medication, but we can talk about it. And she goes, I specifically like the fact that I don't prescribe medication because then I can give you objective feedback from what other people have told me about how medication has affected them, where it's helpful and where it's not. Mm -hmm. And I, I didn't, I wasn't going into it going, give me meds, I want meds. Um, but I did want to know when would they help? Mm -hmm. And I, a lot of what I was struggling with at work was staying focused for periods of time and fighting off these ADHD paralysis like spells of just unproductivity for extended periods of time and through talking with other symptoms that I was having she said I think medication would help there so I, I did decide to get medication we talked about all the different types that are available and um, she said go to your primary care physician talk to them if they can't give you medication talk to me immediately but you should do, if you, this is what you want to do, then you need to do this now. Mm -hmm. So I did. Um, Adderall and um, what's the most other most common one? Um, I forget the other stimulant. Adderall is like the most. Does it start with an R? Ritalin, yeah. Thank you. Adderall and Ritalin, the most common. Mm -hmm. um, my, my primary care physician said that we should not start there because they are controlled substances and harder to prescribe because people have abused them. We all probably know friends in college that didn't have ADHD that took Adderall to stay up all night and study. Um, so that was fine. So uh, we went with a different medication and he got, wrote me the prescription, go to your pharmacy and get it. I was feeling really anxious, excited, nervous. This is a path forward. Knowing that I was pairing that also with counseling so I was gonna be meeting mm -hmm. with this psychologist um, once a week for mm -hmm. a couple weeks feeling like medication could help with my focus and concentration 
but counseling will help me understand behavioral changes and how to do that. Because yes. medication wasn't going to be the answer for everybody or for everything. Um, so then I take the medication for the first time. Wait. What? What I missed? What happens at the pharmacy? Oh, right. So I go to the pharmacy and... Not our pharmacy, by the way. He so called it into I, a different pharmacy, whatever. This is the other problem. <laughs> Details are hard. I don't remember things. So when the doctors just wrote it to this pharmacy, I didn't remember that what we, we wanted to go to this one, not that one. So she's right. It goes to this other pharmacy. I get there. And, and they don't have our insurance information like the insurance. other one does. I don't know if it was wrong through the insurance or not. It was like $200 for a month, month prescription of this medication. So if every month it was going to be $200, which was an insane amount of money. Which was a hard pill to swallow, but we no were... No pun intended. No pun intended. Or did you? Was that a joke that you made on purpose? Uh, no, that was not. Oh, that was a good one. I liked it. Thank you. Uh, but we were prepared to do it. I just want to yep. say, like... I mean, $200 is no small amount of money. Absolutely not. And no way did we want to spend that money. But I, there was no question in my mind that I would spend $500 a month if it was right. going to help you. Right. And, but I think for me, I had a hard time with it. I'm like, shoot, man, 200 bucks. Well, me too. I'm the one that budgets. So right. I flipped. Yeah. And I was feeling really guilty about needing medication, right? So this is still goes a lot back to struggling with now I have a diagnosis, now I'm a burden, because now this is a thing we mm. have to deal with. There were a lot of emotions that day. A lot of emotions. Um, I didn't know, should I take this medication? Because I'm not gonna continue this. I'm not gonna pay $200. But um, should I even take it? Should I just not take this and go back to the doctor and say, we need something else because it's too expensive? I decided to take it because I wanted to see how I would respond. I'd never taken a medication like this, like a stimulant before. Um, so I didn't know how my body was gonna react. So I thought, let's just try it and let's see what happens. So the next day, um, the doctor said to take the medication the same time every day would be very helpful. And we agreed eight o'clock would be a good time because I start work at nine. We have breakfast at eight, perfect time to do that. We'd be great. So I take the medication for the first time and um, I'm very conscious that I'm doing this. So the doctor obviously told me like, you know, keep an eye out for side effects, um, change in behaviors, irritability, things like that. So I'm like- There wasn't a huge list though. No, I there will was say, not a huge list. It wasn't like, by the way, you could become suicidal. Like mm -hmm. there weren't these drastic, really, really terrifying side effects that we were like, watching for but it was just a very very conscious decision for you to take something that you knew was going to change the way your brain functions like mm -hmm. that's a really big deal and you were feeling that definitely feeling that really and that was on a high level of emotion that day and that was one of the reasons why we took this medication is because the side effects were proven to be less than other meds yes versus the ritalin and adderall yes um so which i'm not against like if 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 this didn't work and the doctor would have asked like i think we should do adderall i would have said okay let's do it right but um i think we wanted to see how this was going to work right absolutely and i think 
everybody has to figure out what their body can handle, but you also have to figure out what side effects are you willing to deal with. So are you being handed a list of 10 new symptoms, but you're lowering your ADHD? You have to figure out for Mm -hmm. you how that weighs out. And for us, we kind of wanted to start small. Yeah. And to start with this one that had very few side effects at a very small dosage and see how your body and your brain reacted. So took the medication that whole day, was very aware of that. I distinctly remember I had one, I work in sales, um, software sales, so I'm constantly having different conversations with different people. Um, part of my job is rejection and being told they don't want to talk to us anymore, we're not a good fit, what have you. There was a particular conversation with a group that did not go well and they were very rude and I was very upset. And I've had conversations like this before. This is not the first time this has happened. I've had a conversation like this before where I feel like you're being rude for no reason. And I hung up the phone and I was pissed. I was very upset and I was very aware that I was very upset. Mm -hmm. And now my mind is racing because now I'm trying to understand, am I upset because of the medication? Am I upset because of just what just happened? Am I upset because I'm realizing I'm upset and I'm making myself more upset? Mm -hmm. And I just spiraled out of control. Mm And I came out this of my was office. Maybe an hour or two after. Yeah, probably about two it. hours afterwards. Because yeah, two two and a half hours afterwards, breaking for an early lunch or something like that. And uh, I remember just talking with Jess and being like, and not being able to keep it together, like breaking down in the kitchen, mm-hmm. dining room, not understanding what was happening, not being able to control myself, and trying to wrap my mind around what is happening right now. And what were, I mean, what were you thinking? Because I think our, our thoughts were a little different at that point. I felt like you felt like the medication just changed your brain and now you were an extremely hostile, angry, crazy person. Mm-hmm. And I just remember like looking at you and being like, if you are so uncomfortable that you are going to sit here and break down in tears because you are so afraid of what this medication is doing to your body, then it's not worth it. And I remember saying to you over and over again, we, we'll just be done. We'll be done. Mm-hmm. Work on the counseling part. We're just going to do the counseling part. Work on behaviors and do it that way. You don't have to take the medication if this is what you're you're afraid of and you're fearful of and that's okay i think i kept trying to help you recognize that it had only been an hour or two and that one pill was not going to change your personality for the rest of your life (laughs) which i was very afraid of like that was a fear it was i've never done anything like this i was freaking myself out it was so jess is encouraging me in this way and then i talk with i have a meeting with my counselor the next day i explain the whole thing to her and she was on And you your took side. the pill the next day. Yep, took the pill the next day at the same you time. You said you wanted to do it and just it to again. talk to her. Yep, to say that I've done it. And, uh, and the doctor was on your side. And she was like, in a very nice way, she was like, you're a little overreacting. There's zero chance that the medication had that big of an effect on you that fast. Um, let's see how this goes. Mm-hmm. And that was really reassuring to have you and a doctor both tell me the same things 
I was oh, like, okay, absolutely. This I is wasn't great. gonna sit there and be the only one being like, I'm gonna force this pill down your throat. You're overreacting. Yeah. Like, no way was I about to do that. So, so you needed that validation from her for sure. Needed that, and then so that counseling session was, I think, the first, maybe first or second one I had with her, and they've been so great. Like, she's it's been really great to share stories, situations that conversations that Jess and I have had, situations that come up. And of her to go, well, yeah, like, of course you're reacting that way. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what do you mean, of course I'm reacting that way? What does that mean? She's like, that's how your brain works. There's mm-hmm. no way you're not going to react that way every single time. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like it lines up. Yeah. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, so this is how my mind works. This is how it works. So knowing that, what do we do? So she was yeah. been able to give me tangible, actionable things to do to kind of help curb behavior and mm-hmm. also communicate with you. Yeah. That, I think that's the biggest one yeah. is to come to you and go, this scenario, this scenario, this scenario, this scenario that we constantly deal with is because I lack executive function. I lack the ability to remember things like you do. I don't mm-hmm. have the ability to stay focused for all day without mm-hmm. taking specific breaks. Mm-hmm. And like just talking through that with you has been really helpful. And staying on the medication has been also super helpful. I definitely notice now I'm able to work all day and be giving myself breaks throughout the day, which is recommended, and drinking more water and eating <laughs> snacks and you know things like little things. But I don't find myself falling into those paralysis states nearly as often. Mm-hmm. I think it still happens. Um, focus comes in and out. But I think now I can recognize when that's happening and understand what mm-hmm. is happening and that it's not going to be that way forever. And been working the counselor to when I feel that happening, what activities are going to be better to do in those different states. Mm-hmm. Or how to break down and tasks to, yeah. to be able to help yourself refocus or how to take a break, how to go outside, how to mm-hmm. take an early lunch, how to, you were even running for a few weeks, like different strategies to help yourself refocus and, and go also, back in. I stopped running because I got injured, not because I couldn't commit to it. Okay, <laughs> folks, sticking, and consi- sticking to a task and consistency, very hard for me. Running, that was not one of them. It was helping my tennis game. Right. That's why I started running, running and I stopped running because I hurt my foot. Okay? So I just wanted to be out there. I would like to keep running. Let that one go. But now we're, we're in Ohio in the wintertime and I don't want to do that anymore. Anyways. Let that one go. So where are you now with taking your meds? Are you still as fearful? Are you seeing personality changes? Why don't you share about yeah, that? Yeah, I don't, I don't see personality changes for the worse. I see, well, yeah, I don't see personality changes really at all. I see behavioral changes, like I mentioned, where I'm, I've, I, know, I know for a fact I'm able to focus longer, more consistently. You're seeing positive changes. In the, po- in, the, in the positive way. And the medication thing was scary because, I mean, I, we, have fr- we have friends and family that I, I bet would be more opposed and, or more against medication. Sure. So it was, I feel like... I have a label of ADHD, and then I also have a label of 
a taking prescription medication, mm-hmm. which is kind of a triggering thing, mm-hmm. which is, I kind of had to just feel that out or, or kind of deal with that. Um, but it's been so positive and so positive to have a counselor to speak to and have her affirm me and be, and I remember, I remember specifically sharing an example with her of we, we were going to of the park in the morning and that morning got out of hand. Chaos ensued with the kids, getting people ready, getting out of the door. I was not ready. I was not prepared. I wasn't being helpful in that spot. And everyone was frustrated. And we got in the car and I would, I told Jess, I was like, you know what? I didn't do these three things that I've proven to myself by working with my counselor help me in the morning. If I can do these things in the morning, I'm in way better of a state mentally than when I don't do them. And I haven't done that for like three days. Mm-hmm. I bet you that played a role here and I'm sorry. And being able to tell Jess that, tell you that, and to recognize that mm-hmm. was new. Big and deal. I, and I shared that with the counselor and she was very excited. She told me, she's like, that's a breakthrough right there. The mm-hmm. fact that you were able to identify that something happened and understand why it happened, there is zero chance you would have been able to do that a month ago. Not so cool. And it was really cool. So that's where we are now. Not everything is great. There are a ton of things that I'm still working through and wrapping my mind around and trying to navigate. But that's those are the steps that I took to get here. And now we're just continually working on... I say we because it is a, a we thing. Like I can do it, it but it's it affects... This affects you as much as... Well, maybe not... Maybe not as much. As much, but... It, for sure affects you. So we are definitely in this together, which has been amazing. And you've been a great partner and I wouldn't have been able to do any of this if it wasn't for you. Thanks, babe. I love you. I love you. I'm not done yet, though. We're not done. We might be done. We did figure (laughs) out the prescription. Oh, sure. Yeah. So good news. And it's down to $9 a month. I paid $9 a month. It's still the at the wrong pharmacy, but we're just going to go we're with fixing that. fixing the pharmacy. He has his own pharmacy now. And Nate's then the pharmacy. rest of us are at the other. Yeah. So $9 a month for a 30-day prescription. Yes. Thank the Lord. That and we didn't switch medications. We did not switch it. We got it all ironed out. Mm-hmm. So good news. FYI, insurance, everyone knows this. They stink. Yeah. Not fun. It's never easy. Every one of these steps, make sure your doctor is in network. Make sure your medication is in network. Make sure covered, everyone yeah. is covered and in network. Because there were like and seven. And if they're not, switch. It's okay. Yeah. Switch. <laughs> I mean, there was like seven different meds I could take. Five of them were not in network. And we like, didn't know covered. that. And it was, it was very, very stressful. Yeah, super stressful. And also pharmacies are different. Thankfully, it's all working out. Yeah. Well, if you are listening to this and... You have questions, let us know. Yeah. If you have questions about anything, if you are listening to this conversation and you want to know more about a certain aspect that we didn't talk about in depth, let me know. Let Jess know because we'd love to do an episode about that if it would be helpful for people. So let us know. if for some reason you're looking for a psychologist. Let me know. We can give you a great recommendation. She's a gem. Okay. Anything else you want to say? I think that's it. All right. I love you. Love you.